So do you ever wonder why your wife just isn't getting on board with your decisions? Whatever your idea or plan was, it made perfect sense. But your wife isn't going along with it and in fact, maybe pulling the other direction. This podcast is about one thing we husbands must learn to do well in order to be together as a couple. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number three, and we're going to be talking about receiving influence. Okay, so what is this receiving influence thing? Well, receiving influence is the idea of being open to persuasion from one another. So that influence that can come from one another can come in the form of ideas or suggestions or requests. Okay. And it's the opposite of being stubborn or domineering. So we don't want that in a marriage. But it's particularly important. What's interesting about receiving influence is that it's particularly important that the husband is willing to accept influence from his wife in order to create a strong, happy marriage. So this is a gender difference in marriage. So why isn't it as important for the wife? Do you think it's because she's more open to influence already? Like talking things over with friends or anybody who will listen? I'm not sure. It could be that women tend to be more vocal in their thinking and share their ideas and more collaborative and men sort of more internalized in their thinking okay. is, is one possible thing at this, but it's especially important that the husband then be willing to receive that influence from his wife. So he's not perceived by her to be going and making big decisions without her and not including her. Okay. So one of the reasons why it's hard for us as men to be open to our spouse's influence is because, you know, as men, we can think that sharing that influence or being open can cause a loss of power in the relationship and you know, nobody actually sits down and thinks, you know, if I talk to my wife about this, I'm not going to be as powerful. But there is this sort of subtle belief that we have that sharing that opportunity or that openness causes a loss of power. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I just want you to make the decision. You know, like there's times when I've just made 500 decisions throughout the day between, you know, what to have for dinner, what to have for a snack, what the kids should wear, what time I should do this. If the kids ask permission for something, like I have to make all those little decisions. Sometimes it's nice just to have you make a decision. But I guess on the other hand, I do want to be included. I don't want to just have it handed down and say, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That's fine. There needs to be that give and take and, and letting each other make some of those decisions. But this is one thing we're talking about is sort of at the far end of that, where the husband is making all of the large decisions and he's making choices independently. And oh, okay. he's not considering, he's not bringing his wife into the process of the decision making. Okay. Yeah. So what does this look like? Well, it can look like different things. If the wife has a suggestion, or maybe she even has a complaint about something in her life or something in him, and the husband immediately shuts the idea or complaint down. So I can, I can come back at you with a, like a nonsense or that's ridiculous. Why would you think that? What are you, what are you even talking about? So that shuts down your input. It says, I'm not welcoming. I'm not open to, I'm not willing to receive your influence. Yeah. Or it could be something that could look a, a lot more subtle where you, again, you're making a suggestion and I could just kind of minimize it. You know, well, it's not that big of a deal. I wouldn't worry about it. Or, well, I'm sorry, but I had to make a decision. Yeah. So uh, just making decisions for both of us without inviting you to be part of the dialogue is me turning away your influence. And it's sending that signal that I'm 
more working as a one, as a me, than as an us. Oh, okay. I think I get it now. Yeah. I do want to be part of us and our decisions. That's the feature of any healthy marriage is that both people want to feel a part of those choices that affect them both. Yeah. So um, why is it important then to receive influence? Well, you know, as I said before, the problem is most common amongst husbands. So a husband not being open to his wife leads the wife to become angry and frustrated. And I think that that's because there's that inaccessibility. There's the feeling of being excluded, Mm -hmm. of not being together. So, you know, there's almost like there's an intimacy around decision-making and he's pushing her out of that and he's just doing it himself. Yeah. Right. So that that would leave the other spouse feeling disrespected. Now, one of the, the consequences of this, and we'll talk more about this in another episode, but it leads to contempt and criticism. Because the wife ends up feeling disempowered, she can become sort of develop a lot of negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that disrespect grows and the anger kind of builds up. And then that leads to criticism and, and contempt. And those things are highly corrosive to a marriage. So it goes the wrong direction. Okay. So how are you as a husband going to get better at receiving influence? Well, I think one of the things that we need to do is recognize, first of all, that most of us are conditioned for a defensive response. And so so that that defensive response coming from the husband is is because he's initially kind of reacting to what he sees as complaint or, or criticism. And that happens when I fail to see you asking through your words or your behavior and your body language, you asking to be included in what I'm doing. So if we just kind of think about this a little bit, uh, Dr. Gottman calls this the, the Aikido principle is how we need to think about these things. So that's a rule from Japanese martial arts, which says that you first must yield to your opponent in order to win. So it identifies the idea that there's a sort of paradox that says, if I, I can become more powerful by sharing my power with the other spouse. So I yield in order to win. So there's the willing giving and openness that brings you into it. And then we both together succeed from that. So the win comes. Okay. So what this does is when a husband is willing to receive influence and he opens himself up to the, the wife in this way, he's recognizing the presence, the worth, the feelings, and the opinions of his wife. All those things which are so important to her, right? Yeah. And this really is an expression of love. So there's a verse in the Bible that says in Ephesians 5 and 28 that husbands should love their wives as their own bodies, which means that it's about loving her as if she was truly a part of you. So that includes very clearly this idea of conveying equal respect, which in my thinking, you know, that's giving you equal footing in our marriage for influence and being part of that decision-making process. So it really puts the husband under an obligation to serve his wife's needs and to consider her input as valuable as his own. Mm -hmm. That would make the wife feel pretty treasured, I think. Right. Or respected or loved or whatever the word is. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. Because then it's the idea then you've yielded. So given that openness... And she comes, that creates this response where both people win. This is the the Aikido principle. You must yield to win. So if you're a visual person and you're trying to understand, think about a husband and a wife and they're facing each other. So they're they're face to face and she raises a complaint or maybe she raises an idea. And there's sort of that confrontation, that initial concern, like it's kind of put out there between them. But in your mind now, you move the husband beside the wife. So instead of facing each other and get the idea in the middle, move the husband beside the wife and they're both facing the complaint or facing this idea. 
And now they're going to formulate a response through a shared perspective. So instead yeah. of being opposed or opposite and it's between them, they're looking at this together as beside. Yeah. Both together facing the same thing. Oh, okay. It's a neat way to look at it. It is. So what it does is it kind of shifts your thinking to realize that this is not now about win or lose on a major decision and which way that should go. And maybe there's differences of opinions or different concerns, but it's about understanding each other and honoring each other by by recognizing that there are different perspectives. So by approaching it this way, the couple's given the opportunity for both spouses to maintain self-respect and to build understanding. Yeah. And I think going back to your visual there, like sitting beside each other, it's a lot easier to see it from their point of view rather than if you're sitting across from each other, right? You're looking at opposite angles of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're beside you can see where they're coming from and why they may have mm -hmm. made the suggestion. Yeah. So then you're, you know, instead of it being combative, it's together and you're able to receive influence and give influence and it becomes a lot more mutual. That's neat. Yeah. So how about some concrete examples then? If I come at you with an issue, what kind of responses are going to bring us together and show me that you're willing to receive influence? Right. So I think, just understanding the principle in your mind and what you want to, and how you want to think about coming at an issue or coming at a decision, that different frame of mind is going to help. But what it has to translate into is language. So the words that we use when we're discussing these things. So when I hear you raise a concern, a complaint or an idea, I can respond with, well, that's interesting. Help me understand where you're coming from a little better. So I don't need to come back with an immediate decision, immediate response, immediate judgment, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I'm open. Tell me more. This is coming from you. You're someone I cherish and love. I want to hear more and I want to understand that. And that's I, like you moving from across the issue to beside. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it's together again, right? Or even just acknowledging the importance. So a response like, it seems like this is really important to you. So tell me how this is important. And that's a good one, I think, for us guys too. And as husbands is, you know, we can almost... Uh, overreact or become afraid of our wife's emotionality. So this gives us a chance to just say, okay, tell me, I can see by your emotionality that's important. And instead of me getting scared by that, I'm just going to ask, well, you know, how is this important to you? I want to understand. Yeah. Right. Um, if you can guess at a feeling, uh, try and identify, like if you see your wife with some of that emotion or feeling in there, Try and identify it, ask her about it. Maybe it's a comment like it seems like you're scared of something here. Am I right? What is causing you to fear? What's making you afraid about mm -hmm. this decision? So if I'm getting this kind of response from you, I'm going to feel a lot safer coming and telling you what I think. Right. Obviously in a nice way, but or how I feel about something that we're trying to make a decision on. Right. And that's the thing too, is when you start to build this as a habit into your merits and all of a sudden... Uh, the emotionality around major decisions goes down. Like there's not the, the anxiety yeah, because you start to build this expectation that you're always together. That's neat. Yeah. And so it changes your whole position. And then, you know, previous areas that might've been sort of hotspots in the marriage because of the shift in perspective and position can then become, you know, much less reactive situations where people are just kind of together. The couple's just together and there, there's a real sense of it, you know, becoming an opportunity to draw closer rather than to worry about how it might separate. Mm -hmm. So do you have any suggestions for us as wives in approaching our husbands? Yeah, there's definitely some things that, that help there. One is 
if you're coming to your husband with a concern, don't frame it as criticism. So you don't want to start with a negative statement like you always just go and make decisions. Uh, instead, issue a complaint like I'm feeling left out of this decision. Can you tell me more about what we're doing here or what's going on or how you came to this? Okay. So if you see him doing that, and then I think part of it too is, is you know, especially if you're newly married uh, and you've been single a while, you've both just learned to make go and make decisions on your own, right? And that's, yeah, your, that's your kind of matrix that you operate through. And it's, you might need to ask your husband, and this might happen vice versa as well, a husband asking a wife, you know, can you include me in those types of decisions in the future so we can get on the same page? We actually have a question in the Q&A section next that's going to uncover a little bit more of that. So why don't we take a break here and we'll be right back after this. And now for our Q&A section. Remember, if you'd like to ask us a question, you can email it to questions at onlyyouforever.com or please leave us a voicemail at onlyyouforever.com slash questions. So this is a question from Just Chill. She says, why doesn't my husband consult me when making plans for us? For example, he invited friends over for dinner without asking me and only informed me less than an hour before they arrived. He invited my parents out to dinner by asking them without even telling me of his intentions. He told me where we would vacation instead of asking me if I wanted to go there. He also said we would be moving out of state and never formally asked me if I wanted to move. He only said, why wouldn't you? What explains this behavior? I understand my husband wants to be the man, but it's not right that he makes plans as if we are the same person. Obviously, this isn't working for uh, just chill. And so what you need to do is you need to have a conversation with your husband about this. Um, As you come to that, keep a few things in mind. First of all, it's sounding like you're upset, and I think you probably have good reason to be, but you need to head into this discussion or try to head into it with what we call a soft start. So don't go in with the gloves on and just ready to nail the poor guy. Try and figure out a way where you're not coming out of the corner with your fists up. You want to be able to identify his behavior to him. So there's no name calling, uh, no character assassination type of thing. You're just identifying the behavior and then go straight to the impact on you. That's like Caleb's always told me, it's always okay to say what you feel. Right. So you can always start with, I feel this when this happens. Right. So I feel upset when you make decisions without me being included as part of the process, without including me in your decisions, something like that, right? Yeah. And then you want to invite him to try to understand what it's like for you to have all those decisions made already. So you're, you just feel like it's always done. So that's really you sitting down with that yourself and, and talking about the sense of disempowerment maybe that you're feeling, which I, I think I see and hear in your question and um, and making him aware of that. So it's hard for you to be in a situation where you find out that people are coming over on short notice and you know there's so much expectation put upon you, you feel overwhelmed. That would be very overwhelming. Yeah. And maybe like, you know, as a new wife, it's hard to be good enough when you've been seeing other people's homes and how they keep up. And, you know, there's always that comparison thing that happens there too quite mm-hmm. often, right? Yeah. So um, you might also want to try and consider what might be causing his behavior. So be curious about it. He may even think this is what you want. So if this is what was done in his family, or maybe find out if it was done in his family, try and find out where he learned it. What does it mean to him? Mm-hmm. You know, if his identity is wrapped up in this, it's going to be a little bit harder to reconcile. 
than if he just thought that's what you wanted. Yeah, this this is probably his normal, and you can invite him to change, and and he's capable of doing that. He's maybe not going to hit the ball out of the park right off the bat every time, but uh, working together, this is something that you guys can can learn. And we, when we get married, we both have those adjustments to make. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that the key takeaway here is just to help him understand the impact on you and telling him how you want to be included in the decisions. So you're almost kind of educating him a little bit here and make this a point of discussion between you. You don't want to fight about the decisions. You want to fight and not fight. Well, maybe it is a fight. You want to fight about how those decisions are made. So go for the deeper thing there. But again, so maybe fight was the wrong word there because you want to come into this without having your fists up and, and ready to go at him. You want to face this together as we talked about in our episode. Yeah. And uh, you know what? If a decision's made, rather than resent it and play the martyr, ask for his help. Mm-hmm. You know, if he invites people over, well, that's great, you know, but I need you to clean the bathroom before they arrive. Mm-hmm. Or I need you to, you know, stir this on the stove while I chop veggies or... Yeah, and we'll try to do it better next time. Yeah. There's no point... Uh, losing your whole evening or, you know, the rest of the event just because the way you got into it wasn't the best. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at onlyyouforever.com slash three. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So send us your marriage questions into questions at onlyyouforever.com. That's our email address. We'll get them there. And we appreciate having you here today. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.